At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I know I'm too committed to the mission, I'm on it Sunday to Saturday. I know the only way to get it back is to make a move and have a strategy. I know that every time I elevate, it's a win-win for my family. I know I got a million of mentality, so a million now I gotta be. Yeah, switched it up, I got a newer method. Bigger budget for a new investment, niggas making history, is super epic. Ain't no stopping this, my people too connected. Analyzing every loss to teach yourself a real lesson. And we started from the bottom, see me living better now, and that's a real blessing. Yeah. Today's episode is sponsored by B. Jones. B. is a successful businessman and serial entrepreneur from Memphis, Tennessee. After being inspired to break into the real estate industry while working as a security guard, B. has been able to completely change his life and many of the lives around him through his various business ventures, one of those being a 200K club. B. really takes great pride in helping others. And if you're in need of advice, whether it be business or real estate related, you can contact B. at thebjones.com. In other great news, we released the official Millionaire Mindsets merchandise. Go to mmindsetspod.com to check our exclusive new collection of hoodies, t-shirts, and sweatshirts before they sell out. We'll be releasing new merchandise regularly, so be sure to sign up for our email list to get notified when the new releases drop. And make sure you tag us on social media at mmindsetspod to get featured on our pages. Thank you for your support, and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. This episode is sponsored by Park Hill Capital Ventures. Park Hill Capital is a multi-purpose investment firm specializing in real estate, founded by Deanna Kent and Xavier Miller. We offer several different services to educate and mentor you on how to successfully invest in real estate, no matter what your experience level is. Additionally, if you're looking for your next investment property, we can also help with that. Our team has access to deals all across the country, and we connect you with your next deal in no time. And if you have a property that you would like to sell regardless of the situation, we can work with you to get your property sold ASAP. To learn more about our services or to get started, go to www.parkhillcapitalventures.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I'm your host, Xavier Miller. And today we got a uh, super dope guest. Uh, I'm glad we I'm glad we was able to get him on. We've been trying to uh, do this show for a minute, so we finally mm-hmm. we finally got him. He a real he a real real busy man, so he finally got him locked in. So this one to be a dope episode. And his name is Brian Robinson, aka the infamous CPA. He's a uh, wealth coach, real estate investor, co-host of the Double Up podcast, credit credit repair specialist, and a CPA. So welcome to the show, bro. Man, thank you for having me, bro. I'm like, yeah, we definitely been trying to get this going for a while. I swear it had to be like fall of last year. I was supposed to hop on after my rehab finished. I don't know what happened, but uh, definitely glad to be on, bro. Um, love the podcast. Love everything you and Deanna are doing. And salute to y'all, top fifty business uh podcast. Like y'all killing it. Love the new graphics, bro. Like man, and keep inspiring the community. Like I see every day. People are up just from tuning in to the podcast, up 10, sure. 20 bands. Like, it's ridiculous <laughs> influence, bro. Like, now, people crazy. really, really got me in their mindsets now. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. It's so, it's so crazy, man. It's like, we all doing that. What y'all are doing with Double Up uh, Podcast, same thing. Like, we all making an impact, which is well needed. Because, like, it ain't never been a time in history where you could just – Listen to conversations of people that's doing business, exactly. big business, and you right there. You could be like a fly on the wall. This mm-hmm. is like never before in history. So this opportunity, a lot of people taking advantage of it. So it's like, man, I'm I'm super appreciative of it. And uh, I forgot Chicago native. I love Michigan. When I get somebody yeah, from yeah. Chicago native on, but uh, just getting right into it. So just for the people who don't know who you are, do you mind just giving a background on yourself? Like every, cause you got, you got a lot going on, man. You're doing a lot of dope shit. You're killing it right now. But just like, give us a background. How all this start? Okay. So, um, 
grew up in the south suburbs of Chicago. Uh, my story is similar to a lot of people's stories where, you know, I grew up in a low-income background. Um, my mom was very materialistic, and since we and we didn't really have a lot of money, she would kind of finesse and make sure we always had the nicest clothes, shoes, whatever. So growing up, you know, when I got my first job working at Cobras as a cashier, my money was going right out the door, just like hers was. You know, I'm buying all the Jordans, I'm buying all the clothes. And now my inner happiness uh, was kind of based on material materials. Um, so I went through this whole like personal development phase of my life where I realized that you know, I lacked confidence. Um, I was kind of a little bit shy and I lacked certain skills. Like I wasn't the best communicator. I wasn't the best leader, but I told myself I'm about to go all in. So I stayed home um, for a year after college, went to a community college and I just got my mind right. You know, I started reading books, started eating a little bit healthier. And then I just funneled all that into my college experience. So I studied accounting at Northern Illinois University um, in the capital of Illinois, and the personal development, it just, it just continued, you know, I started being strategic about who I was hanging around, what value they can provide in my life, and I became really selfish with my time, because I realized that, you know, even though at heart, you know, I love helping people, I feel like that's what I'm placed on this earth to do, but I realized that I can't help them to the best of my abilities if I don't take time out to cultivate my skills and become the best man that I could be. Um, so I always tell people, go in, go all in on your personal development first, because when you're trying to get money, your income is only going to grow to the extent that you can. So you got to, you can't skip that step. That step is major, majorly important. Um, or your personal, the personal things you lack or you weak at are going to spill over into your business, your business life or your professional life or et cetera, et cetera. Um, so after, after I graduated college, I started working full-time um, after I got my CPA. I started working full-time as an auditor for one of the big four accounting firms. Um, and then I realized that I didn't know shit about financial literacy, you know, budgeting, credit, none of that. Like, I graduated 7K in debt, uh, had multiple collections on my credit report. Credit score was like 580. So I went all in on kind of learning basically the credit basics. And that led me to, you know, starting my own credit repair company as well as becoming a certified credit specialist. So I'm like, if I don't know this and I'm like, you know, the head of my family when it comes to like finances, cause I'm a CPA, I'm like, I'm sure, you know, a ton of my cousins, you know, my immediate family, they don't know this either. Right. So I went all in on credit, was able to get my credit score over 700 in like six months. Um, and then from there, I taught myself basically how to budget, you know, investing in real estate, et cetera, et cetera. So now, you know, I purchased a duplex in Chicago, uh, have 16 rental cars. You know, I just started, just recently started an investment club, looking to do my first two flips this year. Um, and what else? I don't even know. I feel like I and started the Double Up podcast to connect with like-minded individuals as well, to just give a voice to um, or share content that, a lot of people in Chicago aren't really privy to because that's my main market. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about a little bit of background about myself. Wow, man, you just said a lot and a lot yeah, of powerful, a, lot. a lot of powerful, dope stuff though. And something that I want to talk about real quick that you spoke on, how you said you was kind of uh, you was shy early on, kind of low confidence. And I, I talked to a lot of people, and they, a lot of people struggle with that. But mm -hmm. like what you said, when I caught on to something that you said, you said that you started increasing your skill set and like, you know what I'm saying, fixing your mind and shit like that. And I feel like a lot of people, they don't, they don't, they try to look for other keys, but like, that's really the answer for real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Other people try to like, try to do a lot of other shit. But when you increase your skill sets and get your mind right, but like you said, your confidence is naturally going to like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You don't have to get some confidence about yourself and feel like some self-worth and self-value. So I think that was super powerful just like saying that. That was dope, bro. No, I appreciate it. And I, I just tell people that all the time because, like, we have a really, like, our, our, our generation especially, we have a real big struggle with, uh, like, depression and suicide and, and the like. And it all stems from, like, our confidence. Like, we get sucked into social media and, you know, uh, pocket watching and people going on trips and, you know, wanting our life to be 
a certain way at certain periods of time in this microwave society wanting things to come so instant that if you focus on all of that and not running your own race it's so easy to slip into depression um things of that nature because it's so it's so many examples like everybody put all their highlights on social media so it's so easy to just be scrolling like damn i want to do this he doing that well i'm not doing that and you can do that for hours on hours and forget what you was even supposed to be doing. Uh, that's why I say you got to be secure personally first, especially from a confidence standpoint. Because that confidence, that's going to get you further than a lot, pretty much everything else. You, If you got that confidence, you're resilient, right. you're an action taker, like, that's key. And you disciplined too, like, that's that's a lethal combo. Lethal combo, bro. And uh, something I want to talk about, because you, like, you talked about owning a property, and you, you house hack, right? Yep. Oh, yeah, so... Like I talk to a lot of people about real estate and like doing my uh, consultants and stuff, and like a lot of people does, cause I you know I best out of stay on the on the best California cause this shit right. is stupid. So I, I be I, but I be telling people I'm like yo like if I, me personally if I was in California I would definitely be house hat and I like advise everybody to start there. What mm-hmm. you doing? You are you doing it? Like what made you what made you go there? Right? How is it, how has it been working with for you? Yeah, so. The main thing that made me go that route is I didn't want to pay rent no more. I'm like, I was paying maybe, well, I was living uh, with my girl at the time. So we were splitting, but I was still paying maybe like $900 a month. Granted, that's not a ton of money. Um, It was still at the time, maybe, you know, 30% of my income. That's what I found. Like a lot of people is what's called rent burden, where they're paying like 30% of their income for housing costs. And then- um, it was a study done in 2018 that said 50% of people in the U.S. are rent burdened, and of that 50%, 25% are severely rent burdened, which means that 50% or more of their income is going towards housing costs. So I figured, like, damn, if I can free up 30% of my income, uh, and on top of that, I'm getting additional income because I'm actually cash flowing while I'm living there, and then on top of that, you know, I'm getting equity appreciation because. One, I did a Rolex income to next investment, whatever that may be. Um, so it's been a great process thus far. And just getting into like the numbers of it, you know, I bought my property for 139, put 52 into it. So I was all in a little bit under 191K. Um, and then it should appraise for at least 260. So I'm I'm in the process right now doing a cash out refinance. So I'm gonna pull out eighty percent of that two sixty, which is about two oh eight, and then um, I owe like one ninety right now. So I should be able to get at least eighteen k back, and I only put down the seventy five hundred down payment. So it's like it's it's gonna be a huge win. Um, and then right now I'm cash flowing three hundred while I'm house hacking. Once I move out, I'm gonna Airbnb out this basement. You don't even need a multi-unit, though. You can get a single-family, rent out the rooms, Airbnb. You can get a multi-family. Like, it's a, a ton of ways to get creative creative with it. And it's a lot of down payment assistance programs where you don't got to come out of your pocket that much. Like, I know people who, uh, they put 0% down. Um, so one thing I would advise people is to look into this company called NACA, N-A-C-A. Um, they take care of most of your closing costs. You don't got to put down a down payment. The only thing I think you pay for is your appraisal, your inspector, um, and I think it might be like your origination fee or something like that. But one of my friends is going through the process now. She's about to get a multi-unit put down two grand. She's been like, she about to put down like two grand. And I'm like, what? I wish I would have went through the program, but I got fraternity brothers. They went through it. Um, the only thing, it takes time. Like it's a little bit lengthy. Like to get approved, it probably take it took her about nine months, but it's worth it because not only is the down payment super low, the interest rates are crazy low as well, and you have the option to buy down the interest rate even further. So she's she's probably gonna get an interest rate of like two point seven five percent or something, something super low. Uh, now house hacking is definitely the move. Yeah, it's de- it's definitely the move, man. Like I said, I t- I try to tell I'm like if you're gonna start, if you can. The city you in, if you can afford the way you where you at, start that way, bro. Mm-hmm. Man, cut that cutting that rent out is major. Like you like how you Definitely. spoke on most people spend majority of their money on rent. So if you can mm-hmm. cut that expense, man, you could change your whole situation, bro. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> like no bullshit. So I want to, I, de I definitely wanted people uh, to hear that. And something, something that you spoke on, you said you had, you said 16 rental cars, right? Yeah. So, right. So you, you said that, and I know some people might be hearing that and they be like, rental cars. Oh, is he, did he mean property or he mean car? <laughs> what the fuck he mean 16? Right. Like, what's a rental car? What do you mean by that? So for people that's not aware of that industry or aware of that at all, like, just explain that. Yeah, so first and foremost, the rental car uh, industry is like a billion-dollar industry. And it's crazy because, you know, you will come across so many industries that, you know, are not, are basically not not talked about a lot. Um, like, on the, the Black Man Building Wealth Conference earlier, we was talking about vending machines, how that's a billion-dollar industry. I think you had someone on the podcast and said that as well. And I'm like, you know, we walk past vending machines every day. We don't even peep game. Um, but the rental car industry is very similar where it's low key, where essentially you have a ton of these platforms that allow individuals to either rent out their personal car for extra cash flow or purchase vehicles solely to rent out. So I leverage this platform called Hire Car. And hire car rents solely to Uber and Lyft drivers. And it's dope because, you know, the demand is super high, especially in these big markets, you know, uh, since I'm in Chicago, you know, the downtown area is always popping. So my drivers, you know, they make a ton of money. Um, but I look at it as like a partnership where you're basically partnershiping, you basically form a partnership with the platform as well as your partnership with the renters where, you know, they make money, the platform makes money, you make money, you provide the car the renter uses it to do uber and lyft they're able to feed their families off that um they pay you as well so it's a whole economy where it's sort of like airbnb for cars um that's how i kind of look at it but it's a super lucrative business uh kind of similar to mobile homes in terms of like return on investment because you can put up 1500 max investment in a, uh, a rental car and that includes you know your down payment getting your LLC, the down payment for insurance, getting your Uber and Lyft inspection, um, and maybe even including an, a car or just a general car inspection, like a 150 point inspection to make sure the car is in working order. You know, you put up 1500 and if you're cash flowing, you could easily cash flow $500 a month and get your initial investment back in three months. So like, you know, you must well have three months. That's like what, a 400% return over a year, a year period. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, so I basically started the rental car business to fund my duplex purchase. Like at first I was going to save the slow way. I'm like, I got this whole plan. I'm about to save, you know, 10 K over a year. I'm like, man, that's taking too long. I'm impatient. Yeah. So I started this and I saved it up in like three, four months. And I'm like, okay. But at first it was just a means to basically purchase real estate. But now I have it built out to where, you know, I have a whole team partner with 600 individuals and now we're running like a actual business uh so now we got 16 cars and we're just forming strategic partnerships with dealerships at this point to start acquiring more um but no i definitely made a super detailed course on it because i want to see everybody win and i'm like people need to increase their incomes relatively quickly um, instead of focusing on long-term investments right now. So this is a great way for them to get in with a low cost of entry and then uh, use that money for other means. Man, you, you that's so, that's, man, bro, that's so, uh, that's so real because like you just said, a lot of times when, when, when people got a goal in mind, right, they'd be like, like you said, they want to do something where it's like about a car, a new crib or whatever the fuck it is. They'd be like, oh, I'm going I'm to get this, I'm going to say X amount of dollars in this year when your mentality really should be oh, how can I make X amount? Instead of just waiting to say that, let me go out to trying to make this so I can mm -hmm. do it way faster. If you have a 12-month goal, if you really going after it, you can limit that to three, four months. It'd be like, boom, why you still been saving money? So it's like that whole, that being able to switch that mentality is the most important part instead of just waiting on money. And I talk about that a lot. Instead of just waiting on money or waiting to get paid, having that mentality like, no, I'm going to go after it. I ain't about to wait for 10,000. I'm about to make 10,000 within the next month. Well, at least I'm going to try. If I don't get to 10, you might get to 6,000. That's exactly. 6,000 you ain't have. Exactly, so that, that flip with mentality, that's like, that's so key right there that I want people to understand. Because like, if you just decided to wait, like how you said you was doing, 
bro, like, what would you even you like? What would you be right now? Exactly. I might not even <laughs> got it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's Joe. That, that's that's real, bro. So um, like back to the to the uh, rental car thing. So is mm-hmm. it? Because it sounds fairly simple, and I know you got the course on it. So I don't want you to give away all the games. Just for those that's listening. Go get this course. I copped this course last week, and like he said, it's fully detailed. A lot of gems. If you like, it's a way to make money. So if you serious about your money, trying to make some extra money, go buy the course and, and l- learn the game. But, but so it's simple, basically. Mm-hmm. So because you know when people hear things, it's always like, and you know how people like, especially us, we like, yeah. hey, you got to be cautious though. Yeah, exactly. You got to. Yeah, you know we like, bro, ain't no way. Ain't no way it's that easy a lot of times. But it's like it like you said, it's similar to Airbnb. Airbnb a simple process as well for real. Mm-hmm. All it is is find 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 finding a uh, a property that you're interested in and that's the a place that's within the sub lease. So that's that's real interesting, bro. Like like you said, that industry really not talked about. Like you the first person I really heard talking about this mm-hmm. car rental stuff. When mm-hmm. I said like tweeting about it and talking about it, I'm like, damn, I don't know. I don't know why I ain't never think of this before. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, like, I didn't believe it at first either, bro. Like, it took me a couple of months to actually get it going because my friend, he brought it to me, one of my CPA buddies. And he's like, yeah, super profitable, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, running out cars, dude, man, love drivers. What? What do you mean? <laughs> um, and he showed me the platform. I'm like, okay, this sounds dope. I'm not finna do that, though. Um, so I <laughs> sat on it. I sat on it. And then... Um, I hit busy season in my job working as a CPA. So I'm doing like 70, 80 hour weeks. I'm not even touching my car. Like they paying for dinners. We're working seven days a week. Like um, my bus stop was right across the street from my apartment. So I ain't touched my car for like four months. And I'm like, bro, I'm not going to keep paying this high car note, this high insurance. Um, so I literally, all I did, I took my car because I already had it. I went and got an Uber and Lyft inspection. I put it on the higher guard platform. And I made on my first rental, it was a 36-day rental. I made $1,200 um, in that time period. And I'm like, all I had to do was pay $40 for this inspection. Three weeks later, I got another car. And then I just kept kept getting cars, kept getting creative with the financing. And the rest was history. I'm like, at first I'm like, bro, it can't be this easy. <laughs> but of course, there was hiccups along the way, like growing pains. Um, but I didn't start off with a blueprint like I'm giving out now. So now my hope is that everybody who takes the course and actually takes it seriously and applies the lessons, like you can grow and scale way, way faster than I did. And then your operations are going to be so much smoother because you know what to look for. And I think that's what's great about the internet nowadays. Like you can shortcut the learning process or shortcut the the growing pains. Like you can learn from other people's mistakes. and you can get a high high ROI off of it, like just with the same thing with like Tide's options course. But some people paying a hundred dollars for the course and they making three hundred in their first trade. I'm like, bro, what is crazy? Exactly, crazy. <laughs> man. That's because that's this why this why we talk so much about increasing your skill set, bro. Because mm-hmm. it's like when you keep increasing your skill set you really ain't got to have to worry about the money like that because yeah. the money, making the money is going to be the easy part. All you got to do is apply mm-hmm. the skills that you know. So for the people that's listening to this and they thinking like, because, you know, people, some people hear conversations like this and they be like, man, they captain. Ain't no way it's like, ain't no way because they just can't see it because they can't do it themselves. So they can't even see that outside of themselves. Like, man, how, you can, how can y'all make money just from like y'all ideas and shit? strategizing like that and that just come from increasing your skill set bro like mm-hmm. get those skills the information is out like bro you on twitter talking about car rental service we had a time right now that's so crazy like there's no excuses bro like uh on uh the black uh the black men building web conference today somebody was like what if i don't have the i was talking about investing out of state and they was like what if i don't have the, the network to invest out of the state. I'm like, bro, to be honest with you, Eddie, you ain't got no excuse, bro. I'm like, yeah, you can, even don't. if you're not on social media, you can hop on Facebook. You ain't even got to post, just interact, just say something, you know what I'm saying, DM somebody. There's no excuse, bro. Like, we had a crazy time. So just seeing stuff like this, it's crazy. It's crazy for real, bro. It's, it's it really is. <laughs> it I used to be the same way with like long distance real, real estate investing. I'm like, bro, what? You live in Cali, you investing in Detroit, you don't even see the property. That shit, like, it's, it's always scary at first. 
<laughs> and I feel like with most people, you just got to do it once. You get that one, that one out the way, bro. It's really a confidence. That's all it is. It's a confidence yep. thing. But over time, as you continue to do stuff that you know stretch your comfort zone, it becomes easier and easier to continually to grow uh, your income and grow personally well. Because now it's really like a muscle. That's all it is. It's like working out. Uh, but you said you flexing your, I guess, fear muscle or whatever. <laughs> you just less fearful. No, um, for real. That's real. Yeah. That, man, that's so real, bro. That first time. When you do it that first time, it's all it need, bro. You be like, when you do it that first time, your first thought be like, man, I should have been start doing this. Exactly. Like, dang, why was not I doing this before? That's why I be telling people, like, yo, stop waiting. Because when you do it, you're going to be mad at yourself. Like, man, I waited two years. Scared of what? Like, I mean, I'm like, worst case scenario, even if everything goes bad, at least you know now, like, all right, this is not for me. You could choose that if you want to. Like, all right, I know now this ain't for me. I, at least we ain't regretting, like, what if, what if, what if, forever. At least you know. So, yeah, that's 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 major, bro. And uh, something else I want to talk to you about was being a CPA. Like like you just said, busy season. I know that, that's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. how, do you, how beneficial – do you think that that's been for you just being like an entrepreneur just on your own business stuff how beneficial like knowing that stuff been to you man it's been super beneficial um so from a taxes standpoint like if i wanted to i can do my own taxes like i can evaluate you know different investments from a tax savings standpoint uh so it's super helpful in that regard but i think the biggest thing it has the biggest advantage it has gave me is analysis uh you know deal analysis you know, I'm able to build out certain tools and you'll see that with the rental car and the house hacking course, like my tools are official. Like it's so easy for me to standardize the process to analyze an investment. Uh, and then I have all the background knowledge of, you know, how to analyze cash on cash return, you know, debt service, debt service coverage ratio, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm only, you know, getting better at that as we, as time goes by. So really the deal analysis piece is like the best part to me. Uh, I'm able to do my own income statements. Like I'm able to get very detailed to see, you know, what's, what's, what are my, um, what are my KPIs, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's probably the biggest thing he has taught me. Like I'm a numbers guy. I love being the number in numbers. Um, so that ensures that I'm making money because I always, you know, do my analysis. So it's being a CPA it has paid a ton of dividends. And the only thing I would change, like if I could go back, I probably would be a CPA and a lawyer. Because uh, then I get to, you know, write my own contracts, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, oh, man, that's that's the only thing I would change, bro. I feel like that's the that's the dailyest combo. You a CPA, you know, you know, you know the tax part and you can structure deals from a legal standpoint. Like you can't be touched. That's it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but now being a CPA is definitely super beneficial. Yeah, that's a lead to, that's a, that is a lethal combo, bro. And uh, like, what you working with? You said I know you said you work with a lot of like big companies and stuff like that. So you see yeah. firsthand what's going on, like general mistakes, all kinds of stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I want to ask you, what do you think? Hmm, I'm trying to think of the way to word this. As far as independent people that got their own business compared to like the big business and stuff, what do you think is the different? The I can't even say the word right. The difference. And what is the the big mistakes that the common mistakes that you see people make with their own business that these other businesses not doing that they correcting? I mean, honestly, um, a lot of small business from what I see, they just don't have the time to do everything the way they should be. Um, so, in terms of you know small business owners relative to these corporations, small business owners they tend to do everything themselves. They don't build out a team at the onset, um, at the beginning of the business. And that's where companies kind of, you know, really got them beat because companies, they have a lot of talented ass people where they're leveraging all of their time where entrepreneur and I kind of got sucked into this as well, where, you know, I'm making my own social media content, you know, I'm doing all the consultations. I'm investing a ton of my time uh, I mean, your time can only go so far. So that's really the major thing that stops and inhibits a lot of people from growing because they focus on doing things that pretty much doing everything. And a lot of what they're doing, a lot of what they're doing are not income generating activities. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you can focus on income generating activities, you know, you outsource to your graphic design, 
you're outsourcing uh, basically all the things that other people can do that you don't necessarily need to focus on. That's where a lot of small businesses lack relative to corporations. So it's really from a structuring standpoint. Um, so then when it comes to the numbers, they're not able to even see what value this particular task is adding to the business because they don't have time to stop and think. Uh, especially when a lot of people are nine to five entrepreneurs, like they have a nine to five and they're entrepreneur on the side, it becomes really tough unless you know you create a product where you're taking that time element out of it. Um, and that's something I recently experienced with the courses. Like now, you know, I have the capital. I took the, I'm taking my time out of that that transaction, um, and now I can invest. You know, and hiring a graphic designer to run my social media, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's that's really the biggest thing that I've seen. Um, that which really trickled down to everything else because then it hurts your bottom line because you know you're spending all your time um, focused on those menial tasks or whatever. So now your income potential is much much lower. Uh, so I always say leverage VAs as early on as possible. Make sure you're documenting everything in your business like if you're doing something for the first time document the process of exactly how you're doing it how you want it done um and then if you look over it uh, at another point in time how you can make it better so you always just want to keep keep those notes so you can outline processes and a lot of people you know always say or todd always says like you know, get started and get fancy later. But you can start creating systems early on to remove yourself from the business. Like you're going to be able to grow and scale much, much faster. Uh, so it's definitely it's definitely beneficial to take time out your day to you know create some processes um, and start investing early on. And don't take any money out of the business early on either. Like you should always have any business always have a holding period. So like. If I'm if I'm partnering up with somebody, we go buy a car. I'm like, hey, we got at least a you know a three to six month holding period where nobody's getting paid. Like everything's being either reinvested or it's going to um, our reserves. So always have a holding period. Don't take money out the business. Like make those investments early on. Like even though it's gonna be a growing pain, like because you're not seeing any of that income, it's definitely gonna be worth it down the line. Mm. Yeah, I, I like that, bro, because uh, what I take from that really is, like, the difference is these big companies ain't scared to spend money. Yeah, they not. Right. Yeah. yeah they money, I tell you, bro. <laughs> it's, you're right, and some people might hear that and be like, uh, well, of course, because they, they they making a lot of money, so of course they ain't scared to spend. But you got to remember that these big companies, they wasn't always there, though. Mm-hmm. They get, you know what I'm saying, they got there spending money. So a lot of times, like, I see a lot of, uh, a common mistake I see with uh, entrepreneurs is that part, being scared to spend money. They just look at everything like a bill. Like, man, I'm going to have to do this. I got to pay this person. I got to pay somebody. No, nah, I'm going to just do it myself. But like you said, time the most important part, bro. You need your time. All the time you're spending on doing this small, minuscule stuff, you could have been doing something that's going to be generating the big bucks. So you're doing the small stuff where you could just pay somebody to do it. So you can't really look at everything as a bill you gotta look at as a scaling expense like if i pay somebody to do this this is gonna help on this end i got free up some time to do this big part so yeah that's yeah that's i feel like that's the most important part i see it all the time but we know people that's running their business doing every spectrum like no i'm gonna do this i'm gonna cut costs cutting expense like bro you ain't got you ain't gonna have no time to scale your business bro you staying stagnant so that's that's so real them big companies bro they ain't scared they don't be scared at all bro i swear to god (laughs) And it's funny, it's funny that we we have that mindset because I had that mindset too where these contractors, they'll play you so much. And I'm like, bro, I'm handy. Like, I can do it myself. <laughs> I did this with some drywall in my bathroom like a month or two, like two months ago, bro. I regretted the hell out of that. I'm like, bro, I should have paid somebody. I'm like, I did drywall before, bro, but this t- took two days. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't I get no work done. I'm like, bro, I learned my lesson. I ain't, do, I ain't doing it no more. But it's funny because we think that's like a boss attitude. It's like, right. fuck it, I do myself. I'm like, bro, that's not what bosses do. Bosses delegate. They delegate. delegate. That's what bosses do. They delegate, bro. They, they delegate, yeah. They spend that time. Yeah, that's so real. Like, we really think, like, coming up, we really think, like, 
no, boss gonna do it all. Boss gonna do this. That's what I'm like, no, bro. Real bosses, like that upper echelon level, with CEOs running big corporations, mm-hmm. bro. They, the, as far as the ministry work, they not doing none of that stuff, bro. Mm-hmm. Everything is delegated. You just come to them when it's a real problem. If something really need to be handled, big decisions need to be made. All right, cool. But other than that, it's like systemized. No company yep. for no little BS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's true, bro. Mm-hmm. So I definitely want the people to hear that. Yeah, and I was going to say, the last thing I add to that is, bro, you really should, um, for everybody listening, like pay attention to how people move. Like one thing I really do, I people watch. Like I'm paying attention to, you know, what works on Twitter, what works on Instagram, like different strategies. I'm paying attention to, you know, how even the CEO of like the company I work for, how he moves. Like, bro, it's, it's crazy. You learn so much just from just from peeping, um, just from peeping how people move. So when you get out of your phone, you know, get out of social media and actually pay attention to what's going on or leverage social media for that particular purpose, where you can learn so much. It's like, it really becomes a course in its own where, you know, you're taking notes, like you're taking notes, like, okay, that's how, that's how he did that. Why he put that way? Okay. I might be on the ass about, uh, like, et cetera, et cetera. Like, bro, these tools we have at our disposal, it's like, man, it's so powerful. Like it's really, it's really hard to, um, put numbers to it like place a price on it like really social media honestly is, is really priceless and once you really start to be able to leverage it man like it's, it's really no limit to what you can do look bro priceless man and like how Andre was saying earlier especially when it comes to social media before you ask give like so many yeah. people try to ask for stuff first like as soon as they mm-hmm. get on social media talking to people they ask for something can you do this for me can you do this can I have this that's that but you ain't giving nothing. You ain't you ain't gave them no reason to want to, for them to give yep. it. So before you ask, like Andre said, give, 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 mm-hmm. give, give first, and then you ask. That's how you get stuff done, not the yeah. other way around at all. But yeah, that's 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 cold. People don't even they don't even be saying hello nowadays. Bro. Like people go, they jump right into it. <laughs> I be like, damn, bro. <laughs> like, and you be thinking, I be thinking, I'm missing the message. Like, hold on, <laughs> missing the first message. Like, my, my phone tripped me. And like, nah, ain't no first message. This is straight how they dropped in the inbox. Like, like what? And then some people, some people be trying to do reverse psychology and shit. They be like, I bet you gonna tell me how to do this. Like <laughs> <Hey>, what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I ain't get that one yet. I ain't get bro, that. You did that, bro. I'm like, you right. You're right. Like, what are you talking about, bro? It's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it, it get it get weirder and weirder, bro. You know, you, somebody. I yeah, guarantee, that's hilarious. I guarantee you, you gonna get that DM this year. <laughs> you gonna be like, man, he told me that somebody's gonna DM. I bet you gonna. I bet you gonna do it. Dude, that is hilarious. <laughs> uh, man, I'll always say too with DMs. Like, if you have a product or you have a skill. Flex that skill. I was telling my homie, he does graphic design. When I tell you, he's cold at graphic design. I said, bro, stop going on entrepreneurial pages. Create, create free flights for him. Send it to him. And be like, shit, if you want, you like him, you want more, like, let's work together. Like, you could leverage that super easy. Now you providing the value up front. Or if you got a service, you got a course, trade your course, trade your service for you know, knowledge that you want from another individual and y'all can form a mutually beneficial partnership or, um, or a transaction. Like you got to leverage your skills. That's why it's important to really focus on your skills. And I think you talk about this all the time. Like when you, I think you said something where you were like, um, you young don't, don't really know what you do. Like stack your bread and stack your skills. I think you said something like that. So I'm like, I wholeheartedly believe in that, bro. Cause this is like the more skills you have, the more value you can add not only to you know your immediate circle, but to the whole community. Really, bro. The world, shit. Like even exactly. like like what you just said with your friend, like that, bro. That's exactly how we got the new cover design for the podcast, bro. Like somebody literally DM me. He DM me that cover. I never talked to this dude before in my life. Yeah. Mind you, we've been looking for a new cover for the longest, but it's mm-hmm. like hard finding a good graphic design that you like. Yeah, it is. So he just DM me that out the blue. I'm like, oh, I'm like, yo, this is hard. So I'm immediately mm-hmm. looking at it. I'm like, yo, this is, I'm like, yo, this is dope. I'm like, I think I'm going to use it. He like, yeah. So he gave it to me. And then I'm like, matter of fact, because I'm the type of person, like, if you send me something and I like it, I'm like, 
I want to compensate you because I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, how much you charge charge for stuff like this usually? He tell me it's he tell me. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm like, what's your cash out? I paid him, and that's mm-hmm. like, I wasn't looking for him. He came, exactly. just dropped it in. So for mm-hmm. like you said, for people that's listening and they be like, man, I ain't got nobody rocking with me. I'm trying to get people. Sometimes you just gotta bump, like just like go at people, like you know what I'm saying, like both guard them, like, hey, look at this. And if they, right. <laughs> if they like it, they're gonna be like, damn. I might want to. I want to do some work with you. If not, so be it. But at least you. At least you tried. They're just waiting, waiting on people to come to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, something that you said earlier, where I feel like it's very important. And you said document everything. And you said like process even when you first doing it. But I know I feel like sometimes people struggle where they don't even know like what that means or how to or how to even do that. Like mm-hmm. especially new business owners, it's like okay, how do I document correctly? So for people that have got to ask, ask a question like that, what's what's your response to that? So um, I typically I typically use like so you got to be organized first and foremost. You got to organize your notes. So if I'm doing like let's get an example, if it's a real estate business, right, and I'm trying to train somebody on how to like call call a lead or whatever, or if I'm doing wholesaling or something like that. You know, I'm probably, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. So I'm going to have a script. I'm going to have a script. I'm going to iron out a script uh, and kind of go from there. So now the script is the process. So now you're just following the script at that point. Or, you know, if you have a business that do cleaners or something like that, like you're doing the accounting, like you outline the, the money accounting process. Okay, you know, this is the spreadsheet that I download from, um, download from this accounting software. This is how I formulated, blah, blah, blah. Like, you can record videos. Um, you can do, it's a ton of things that you can do. But a lot of times, um, you can use Google Forms as well. Like, I use that a lot, um, where essentially you can outline a process in there and have people just submit info and it'll load into a spreadsheet. Like, you really just got to pay attention to what you're doing um, and actually think about why you're doing it that way. <laughs> Like, and then that's how you get to designing the whole process. So it's not just a matter of doing things, uh, taking notes on it and hoping to stick. It's like, okay, I'm thinking about doing so-and-so. Um, this is my desired end goal. How can I reverse engineer to get to that point in the most efficient way possible? Mm. And then now your brain is working. You just outline the process around that and just make sure you're detailing, you know, that whole thought process. Because people, people honestly sell that. Like, I came across a course the other day where somebody was selling, like, their whole, you know, process for creating a course. And it was like, that's dope because a lot of people need to be able to formulate, formulate their ideas in a very organized, detailed manner. And when you can do it like that, it makes everything so much easier. It's just like writing an essay. You know, you write that outline at first, you're going to be able to write that essay um, or think as you go. Right. No, that no, no, that's real, bro. Like that were just reverse engineering process. That's so major for people. Just, just knowing that. But like, a lot of a lot of us, especially entrepreneurs, a lot of us, we ain't had no blueprint before us for real. Yeah, you know I'm saying we just going into it and be mm-hmm. like, all right, man, we gonna see, we gonna figure it out, we gonna see what works. But sometimes right. having that blueprint, especially knowing how processes work, how to run processes, bro, that's, bro, that's priceless. Yeah. Like this, that's gonna say that save you so much money and most importantly time. It saved me so much time, bro. Like just knowing how to set up the. But I feel like what a lot of people also miss out on is just talking to people, like yeah. asking people beforehand, like, "Hey, so you do this or you do something similar? What's your processes like? What's your systems like?" Mm-hmm. Most people would tell you if you ask. Yeah. They're they gonna be like, "I do this," especially if they if they want to see if they want to see you in. They're gonna be like, "Hey, do this, do that." No, mm-hmm. don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Now you got an idea, like, people got to stop going into business just with no, like, no advice from people, not asking people questions. Right, yeah. Or, like, why would you, like, what you, what you, you know, especially us dudes, we be so damn prideful. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah. We want to, oh, I don't want to feel like he above me or something. Like, you know how, you know how dudes mm-hmm. is. The ego be so crazy sometimes. But you got to, when it comes to business, especially, and, and you trying to grow, you got to, you got to kill that ego. That should be the, it'll be the end of you, bro. Yeah, it'll be the end of you. And uh, I want you to, I want you because you spoke on, you just started an investment club recently, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I, that bro, that's major, man. That's ma- like you doing a you doing a lot of stuff, and I love like to big up people because I feel like within our within our community or whatever you want to call it, because it's like you, you it's like a corner of us that's like all doing stuff, and yeah. people put, put their own little name on it. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of us sometimes we forget like how major it is, like the stuff we're doing, like how big that is, like how major it is. We kind of forget sometimes. So sometimes you need somebody to tell you like, yo, yeah. that's, cause like, uh, to be honest, like when when I got in the, when we got ranked top 50 podcast, where I literally didn't really think somebody was telling me, they showed me and I'm like, yeah, it's, they, they like, nah, bro, that's major. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I'm thinking like, it's like, bro. But like with the stuff you doing with the car, like all like bro, that's major investment club now. That's major, bro. I'm gonna tell you that. So don't yeah, think I appreciate like, it. Yeah, don't think like you that's small or that's little or that's mm-hmm. that's some major stuff right there, bro. But yeah, I just want you to talk about the what the uh, investment club. Yeah. Um, but first, before I hop in that, no, I think you just brought up a great point because we tend to get so focused in you know the everyday that we forget to kind of smell the roses. Like, damn, a lot of us, we be doing some dope shit. Like, it's okay to clap it up. Of course, we got, you know, goals that's, you know, a hundred times what we're doing right now. But, shit, we making progress every day. Uh, Yeah, so it's definitely dope to reflect day in and day out. Um, And I got that hustle journey, hustle journal. They just sent that over. I'm like, this is great. I got to start using this every night uh, to reflect at least. but no, definitely, definitely, that's dope, like, reflecting every night. But getting into the investment club, essentially what I did was I got 10 different businesses together. Um, most of them I have equity in, and we're all basically pulling resources to purchase real estate. Um, so I, I, the way I structured it, I have a GPL pre-structure, general partner, limited partner, where the 10 businesses are limited partners, and then I have four partners where we're going to be the – the general partners or the management um so essentially each business contributes 300 dollars a month um towards our fund and we're about to start looking for our first flip so um it's a great way you know i got my family involved we have a family llc and i have a couple of llcs with different friends and other partners and we all just trying to basically build wealth together so my plan is you know over a year period you know each each LLC contributes 3,600, but you know, we do two flips and we net 35 a piece. That's 70 K. Um, you know, you invest 3,600 and you got an equity percentage in 70 K. Like that's, that's, that's a great investment. Um, especially since each business owns 10%. So that's like, you know, 36 and 3,600 investment. You just made, you know, 7 K that's a great ROI, uh, yeah, over, over, over a hundred percent or just under a hundred percent. Um, so that's, that's kind of the function for it. But the reason was the reason for it, because I had a lot of people that wanted to invest in real estate, but they didn't necessarily, you know, have the means to do it right now. And they was just going to play the waiting game. I'm like, why don't we just all group up? Like, there's no point, no point on waiting when we can all group up and we can spread around the risk. And that's a, that's a great point as well. Cause I can do a flip by myself since I had experience, but why not spread that around, spread the risk around, spread the responsibility around. And now I have, you know, a strong group of people around me where we all put our heads together. It's, it's a very low chance that we're going to fail. Right. Uh, but that's kind of the whole idea of just practicing group, group economics. Group economics. That's why I call it the name of it is team capital. So together everyone achieves more as uh, the basis. So, no, I really can't wait for us to get started. Definitely starting to look for deals. I can't wait to do the first flip and can't wait to get this rolling. This is the same thing like we was talking about earlier. Like once I do my first flip, all I need to do is see see it once. You know, even though I did a rehab before, it's like it wasn't a flip. Like right. I ain't I would actually sell the property. Um, or I might try to use the birth strategy and just re- refinance and keep it as a rental so I can get the capital and the cash flow. Because I'm yeah. greedy. I want both of them. Yeah. Um but no, I can't. I really can't wait to get it started. But I definitely advise you know anyone out there like group up like like y'all did with four brothers out in Detroit. Man, group up, y'all gotta group up. Like your money is gonna go so much further. So, Just imagine being able to invest in your own stuff and invest in something that you really want to do, but you don't necessarily have to put your whole time into it. Minimizing that risk, man. That's super amazing. That's what working together to do. Like 
Mm-hmm. It might you might not get the a hundred percent all the money, but the is you don't like if you get a hundred percent all the money, you have to put up a hundred percent all the money. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like if you could just minimize that risk working with people, you could scale it so much bigger. Like you could do bigger, way bigger deals, way big, like way bigger everything. Mm-hmm. So don't don't be that person just want to be selfish and just do business all by yourself because you ain't gonna get as far as probably as you want for real. You gotta mm-hmm. blank up and work with people, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I know I had I had I had something else I want to talk to. You. Oh yeah, doing credit repair, being a credit repair specialist. Mm-hmm. Like that's major right there. At, at, we had a uh, time right now where a lot of people getting they was was getting their credit messed up since they were shorties. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but but I, I I love I love to ask this question to people that uh, that are credit repair specialists. Like what's the what's the main things people can do just to just just to just to, just to run that score back up. To run it back up, uh, yeah, honestly, like my my best advice, like if you're in a spot where you have you know late payments or derogatory items or bankruptcy, et cetera, et cetera, on your credit, like either consult a professional um, and an official credit repair business, or you know purchase a do-it-yourself guy. Um, like Irene just put out a super detailed do-it-yourself credit guy and if you if you're one of those people where you actually have the time to commit to doing it because credit repair is something like you know it takes time it's not something like it's an overnight process you know you will see results in 30 to 45 days but on some items you might have to follow up you know for two three months um so those are the best things that you can do but really the foundation of credit is really money management because when you think about it you know, 35% of your credit score is your payment history. Right. So just paying your bills on time, you should be solid. <laughs> uh, and then the other 30% is your credit utilization. So not running up your credit cards. But if you're managing your money right, you shouldn't be mad. You shouldn't be running up your credit cards. Uh, nope. That's for investment purposes. But even then, it's ways to kind of finesse it. So really 65% of your credit score is attributed to money management. So first you need to nail down the basics. You need to understand why you got yourself in a situation first, how to get yourself out of it, and how to maintain that positive credit afterwards. So I always say people like, even if you go and pay a professional, like you want that professional to either be teaching you, um, teaching you the game basically, or you need to be doing it on yourself. And I really think you should be doing both. Find a professional that teaches and restores your credit, and then, you know, actually be applying that step, that stuff on your own and learning it, learning it yourself as well. And the best way really to evaluate how well you know something is to start teaching it. Like, you don't got to be ex, you don't got to be an expert to start teaching it. Like, think about, you know, how many individuals out here, they got courses out there and it might not be the best course. Um, like, it may not be as detailed as some courses, but, you know, they're trying to teach it. Um, hopefully they're not coming from a, a place where they're just trying to get money like they're actually trying to help people right. but try to teach it I always tell people like if you can't teach it to a if you can't teach it to a little kid you you don't know it well enough you, don't need uh, to teach it. you definitely don't so yeah in terms of cleaning up your credit like consult a professional or learn the game yourself um if you can like learning the game yourself is really a big asset because now you can go back and help your family members, especially if you're coming from a low-income background. Because nine times a ten, you come from a low-income background, you don't have nobody to go and say, you know, can you help me with my credit? Uh, can you teach me so-and-so? Um, you, right. you have to start that. Now you will be able to be that person in your family that can pass down that knowledge. So now it's going to affect you know, not only just you and your offspring, it's going to affect generations down the line because you, you started, you uh, planted that seed. Planted that seed. That's important, bro. That's real, man. That's real. It's uh, the last, the last topic I want to talk to you about, and it's something that I that I see you doing. I'm like, man, this dude doing everything. He making money a hundred ways. He's doing the like uh, the eBay, and you, you be doing going to yard sales and stuff too, don't you? I don't go to yard sales. Okay. <laughs> I do. So what I t- what I've done. Um, when I'm bored, I go to Ross or like a TJ Maxx or a Marshalls or something like that. And if I see some dope shoes, like I'll grab and they're at a decent price. I'll just go on eBay and I'll check like, you know, what they run I get the average amount of the average price that this particular item in this particular size sold for, you know, for the past month or so. 
And if uh, the numbers work out, I have a whole analysis. You have to take in, when you sell it on eBay, you have to take into account eBay fees, um, nine times out of 10, you're getting that money deposited into PayPal. They want their cut. So you got to take both of those out um, and see if it's still profitable. But that's something I do when I'm bored. Um, but it definitely can be profitable, but only when it's when you're scaling it like at volume. Because, you know, if you're buying a product for 30 bucks and selling it for 65, yeah, the gross, you're grossing like 30, uh, yeah, you're grossing like 35. But, you know, once PayPal and eBay, you know, take their fees out, that becomes like, you know, 15 to 20. Um, but if you're doing that for a thousand items a month, then that's when you start seeing the revenue come in. So there's a lot of people out there who are, you know, selling thousands of things on eBay. Uh, it's not easy. It's not hard to do. It's actually relatively easy. But I would say it's really just flipping. Flipping in general is like a huge market. Like I put on Twitter the other day when I saw um, Janae Aiko tickets went out. And when I went to try to get some, bro, they were sold out like literally everywhere. And I'm like, bro, what? I just missed a huge opportunity. Yeah, yeah. off even more is because it worked like a week or two weeks prior. One of my coworkers was telling me about one of their homies out of New York. He built a whole company around music, hey. uh, music tickets. Like they literally flipped tickets and it turned into a million dollar business. And I'm like, what? Like there's so many ways to make money. Like anything that's limited and has a value, like you can flip whether that's limited sneakers, limited, you know, music tickets, uh, Bulls games, et cetera, et cetera. Like NBA tickets, like you can flip all that and that's a market that a lot of people probably don't tap into as well yeah i agree bro because because especially just out here alone like at the, end of the beginning of the season these basketball tickets man they'd be like three hundred dollars two good seats three hundred dollars as the season starts time move along i mean they be reselling for seven hundred eight hundred yeah. like, mm-hmm. like why i ain't buying these tickets so, but i know the next season soon as soon as they announce it I'm buying about 20 tickets yeah. and just keeping them and reselling them for double the price. Mm-hmm. It's a smart move. And for people, that's just it's just like a, like we like we keep saying, man. Like that's part of like upgrading your skill set, upgrading that information. Like yeah. you get the information, you could do that. They don't take a lot of money to do. If you got like a couple hundred dollars, thousand dollars, you could easily get into that industry and mm-hmm. double 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 the money you put into it. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier. Like imagine, you know, teaming up with a couple people. And y'all just go in on the season tickets for a great team. <laughs> and sell off the tickets, yeah. Like, and I'm sure you can make your money back, and y'all can go to some games, y'all. Yeah, you like. games. Right, right. You go to some games, you be like, right, we didn't make money. Let's go to this game. This is LeBron mm-hmm. playing tonight. Let's go see this. Yeah, that's right, bro. That, you just gave me an idea, for real. We need to do that. For real. For real. Let's go. Do it. Yeah, we need to do that, because these, cause these people – these these uh basketball arenas, bro, they be taxing, bro. Especially yeah, football yeah. too. Like they be, I'm talking the resale tickets, really. They be and people be buying them every time. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm definitely like I said next when next when they release the uh the schedule, I'm on it this next yeah, week. Well, I know <laughs> like, you gotta be, cause man, cause they be going quick. They be going quick mm-hmm. too. So you gotta you gotta get them fast, man. And uh, <clears throat> that was pretty much all I had. Did you have anything else you want to go over? Uh, nah, I think that's it. I mean, uh, I got, so I just wanted to share, um, car rental courses on sale. So if you're interested in making passive income in the car rental industry, you can get it for $55 till the end of today. Uh, this part is probably not going to be out, but, uh, I'll give you guys, we're going to have to set up an affiliate thing and I'll give all your listeners a special discount code as well. Matter of fact, we're going to call it millionaire mindset. I'll set it up after the call um i don't know how much you're gonna get off it's probably gonna be like 20 percent though so definitely check that out and if you're interested in house hacking i'm coming out with a house hacking course next month you can go to my instagram at the infamous cpa or on twitter at the infamous cpa as well um and i have a waiting list in my email for the house hacking course um and then i have a ton of things in my link tree like the link in my bio you can get 80 free books uh, you can get a free monthly budget spreadsheet. So definitely check those free resources out. Um, 
Yeah, and uh, definitely check out the Double Up podcast. Like we just had Petway Estates on there talk, you know, real estate. We talk personal and professional development, um, as well as business and investing. Um, so definitely check us out as well. If you need your credit repair, like check out the seven hundred circle dot com. Like shameless plug. Uh, let me. Am I forgetting anything? I don't even know. <laughs> no, plug but, it all, uh, bro. Plug it all. <laughs> Plug it all. That's all I'm like, nigga. Don't forget, plug right. it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, bro. Straight up, man. And uh, yeah, man. You already know how we super appreciate appreciative that you came on and chop it up. This episode we've been wanting to do for a while. A lot, a lot of good game, a lot of good gems. And for the people that's listening, like you said, definitely follow him on all social media platforms. He always talking about good stuff. So make sure y'all follow him and make sure y'all cop the uh. How to make passive income investing in the car rental industry course as well. That's a major course, like you said. That's cheap, bro. That's like that's if you if you trying to make some extra money, like you ain't got no excuse. Just spend that fifty dollars mm-hmm. and just go ahead and get that course. Go through it so you can start making passive income money through car rentals. I advise everybody to do that. So yeah. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all having me on, man. Like this. Hey, I remember. I remember y'all first couple episodes, bro. I, I remember. remember. I remember those, like, I remember one, you was talking about, like, uh, a woman, it was like, I don't even know, it was like a woman submitting to a man or something like that, and I was, <laughs> I was looking at a lady fan, bro, hey, that's what I knew, it was over with, like, because <laughs> the mindset was just not there, I was like, yup, yup, <laughs> Yo, that's crazy, yeah, man. That seemed like that was so long ago, but it wasn't, bro. Yeah, it was like a year ago. So. It was like a year ago, bro. It went by so fast, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. For real. Yeah, that I've, crazy. I've been listening from the beginning, bro. So definitely super happy to see like y'all growth, bro. Like, man, so many people. And it just it just makes me feel good inside to see like the impact y'all have on the community. Cause I really feel like we like certain people are just becoming family, whether we met in person or right. not. It's like oh, really right. kinda, it's like internet family, bro. Social media oh. is crazy like that. Now everybody's starting to make money together, like, right. you know, building really lifelong relationships, and that's what oh. it's really all about. For real, bro. That's it's, it's so real because I'm. I guarantee you on, on that. I was about to say. I was about to say. Then we meet in person because they feel like I already know you. So, right. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you when I, when I came back to the crib last time when I met Rashana for the first time. I, swear, I told him, I'm like, bro, it feel like I already met you before. Like, it feel mm-hmm. like I know you already. Like, it, mm-hmm. it be like that for real. So that's, that's real, bro. When you just, just talking to people and just everybody uplifting one another, they want to see each other win. So it was like, mm-hmm. you feel like you know these people already. And then when y'all mm-hmm. link up, it's just like, y'all been knowing each other for years, man. But, <laughs> but yeah, man, that's, that's, that's all I got, bro. Appreciate Like I said, appreciate you for coming on, man. Yeah, thank you for having me again, bro. Yeah. You enjoy the rest of your night. Alright, bro. Yep. And that was another episode of the Million of Mindsets podcast with Brian Robinson. Like I said, he gave out all this information for y'all to follow. And, and wrapping up, for those who don't know, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Xavier C. Miller, and you can follow Deanna at Deanna Kent. And that's all we got for y'all. Appreciate y'all for tuning in to another episode. See y'all next episode. Peace. Hey, Pete, tell me up, so. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody voucher Ain't no more excuses valid, get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant I study millionaires cause I was born a visionary You still believe in limitations, are you niggas scared? You can't distract me from the paper I've been chasing greatness I'm stacking now and balling later, in the conversation We strategizing, monetizing, piling up investments And sacrificing temporary shit for bigger blessings Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state I multiply my grind rate, I match the way I vibrate Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million if you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people If you know they solid, elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Trying to learn some game, Xavier y'all gonna talk about it No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody voucher Ain't no more excuses valid Get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.